720 WGN. Hey there, it's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy today. We'll be with you till 12 and then we're going to hit the stream. We're 12 hit to the 1. Stream. So we're with you today, bringing you into the afternoon. Lots to talk about today. Lots to talk about. We're of course going to be talking about the um, the LA forest fires, the wildfires rather. Um, there's lots of ways that you can help. I know it's really kind of, uh, it's a lot to just kind of sit there and look at these unbelievable pictures yeah, coming out of Los Angeles. There's a lot of media, social media and media and you see these, these crazy scenes of the fires off the freeway ways and it's sort of you know takes takes my breath away but then there's like the practical side of like okay well then how can I help right so we're going to be talking about that today for sure because there are lots and lots of ways to help and then we're going to be taking a look at some of I, I this this topic kind of fascinates me a lot of times we think of I know when I was a kid anyway and I thought about the future when I thought yes. of even the year 2000 it was like <laughs> the Jetsons right so we're going to be taking a look at at some of those things that are in fact, here now, they're, yeah, not, the, they're not the future. No. They're happening. Like the things robots are doing for us, longevity and how and our lifespans The future changing. is here. The future, spelled future. C-H-A-A-A. The future. The future, <sighs> yeah. So we're going to be talking about the future. And then we're going to talk about some words that need to go away. Yeah. Jump the shark, be done. We're going to be talking about that too, for sure. But how are you, Jen B? I'm well. You know, I wanted to report on a dream I had. Oh, did you? What did you dream about? Well, if you don't know, I'm a true crime nut. <laughs> yes, you so are. My dreams. Anyone who has listened to you for more than 10 minutes knows yeah. that you are a true yeah. crime nut. So I often watch uh, true crime shows. A lot of them are my favorite are British true crime shows. Oh, yeah. Those are good. They're really good. Higher, a little better quality. Gotta say. Sometimes. So, sometimes. Not all the time. So in my dream, I was... No, let me ask you this. Did you fall asleep watching it or did you watch no, it? No, I never it fall asleep watching it because okay. that... Well, I'm not being completely honest. <laughs> if I take a nap, sometimes I'll have it on okay. the background. All right. Um, Proceed. Um, yes. So um, in my dream, I was an undercover detective. Of course. And I was hired by the FBI to catch a serial killer duo. A duo? Yes. Of it serial was, killers. It was a serial killer duo. And in my dream, I did it. Of course you did. Yeah. Of course I you did. did. I caught them. I brought them down. Yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> but I have to say I was very petrified in my dream. But I did it anyway. But you did it anyway. And that's Ooh. a lot of times what we talk about on yeah. air is feeling the fear and doing it anyway. I like that. And so in my dream, I felt the fear of being murdered. And yet I persevered. Good job. Yeah. Did you? That, no. now, now that usually in dreams, I feel like you wake up right before the thing is accomplished. At least that's what I do. No, mine was like a full episode. You did it. You <laughs> yeah. did it. That's exciting. I had my own true crime show. Two nights ago, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm at Amy Guth, G-U-T-H on Twitter. I was tweeting about this yesterday morning, but two nights ago, I dreamed that um, esteemed hip hop group Wu-Tang Clan I was like Wu -Tang. in, I love Love Wu-Tang Clan. They were in my apartment and had come over to, and they were like, please play our entire 1993 debut album in its entirety so we can test Bluetooth speakers. And they showed Wait. up with really healthy snacks. They showed up with like carrots and hummus and broccoli. <laughs> and they, like Wu-Tang was, they were really good guests, but it was like circa 1993 Wu-Tang. So they're... Um, you know, this is the it's most a different band now. Amy Guth dream I have ever heard of in my life. My favorite is the plan. snacks, the healthy snacks. <laughs> they showed up with like really low carb hummus. It was good. Oh <laughs> because you do, you, you enjoy a healthy snack, Guth. Well, yeah. I mean, if Wu-Tang Clan showed up with cupcakes, I would still eat one to be polite, but I'd be like, oh, I got to be really on it. Oh my God. That's how we differ. I'd be like, where are the cupcakes, Wu-Tang? Where are the cupcakes? You can yeah. afford more than hummus. Yeah. So, but. so yeah. So I was testing speakers for yeah, Wu Tang so Clan. That that's was, how I am. So your your dream was much more of a storyteller it, dream. It was like a it was a whole evolved dream, and it had a beginning, middle, and end. Uh, how are you? I'm good. I'm okay. you know, 
I don't know. Nothing's new with me. I'm just here all the time. <laughs> That's all I know. That's a good thing. Which is great, which is awesome. I love that. And especially this time of year, it's so fun. The studio is all decorated oh, and it's sparkly. It is so um it is so warm in here. <laughs> well, it's always either freezing or warm. Yeah, we have this studio. whole like layer system we have to do. But here's the thing. I have long said many times on this station, I have said that the like sitting here in the Michigan Avenue Showcase Studio is the greatest place in the world for people watching and weather watching yes i watched the groundhog day blizzard happen here you watched a different I blizzard watched a different blizzard you, the super can, bowl blizzard yeah i mean you can just see all kind of stuff it's really interesting on weekends when like sometimes there's a protest happening or a lot mm-hmm. of shoppers out or there's a 5k and you just see people kind of just doing their thing and just living so fully in, in chicago yeah. but that's i would say my favorite thing about chicago is that it gets so cold and the weather can be so for real here yeah. that when it is nice and oh. tolerable outside, people live like it's their last day on earth. Yeah, I love which is that. so nice. It's like people, I, I mean, I'm not all for busting out the shorts in 30 degree weather. That's a different thing. Or 40 degree when it first hits 40. In the, I don't, I, My, I think that's I have dangerous. A na- I have a neighbor that does that. That's dangerous. Like he'll, he'll run in like shorts and a t-shirt when it's sub-zero. And he's like, well, I get warm when I'm running. Here, like, how do you? Here's the thing. You may be fit. You also may have pneumonia. So I'm also, just saying, also, also that you yeah. might be cooled down when you start running. You also might yeah. have some sickness. No, this is the best people watching spot. And during the day, I'm here a lot at night. So during the day, you can, it's a different uh, crowd during the day. Much different crowd. Night, there's tends to be some adult beverages that have been yeah. had. You know? There's a lot of like, well, when I used to do Saturday nights, oh, right. I used to do that 11 to two on Saturday nights and uh, you know. There were some flashers once in a oh, while. That's yeah. exciting. It, not really. No, that's it horrible. Was n- really. Not at all. No. Even a little bit. Yeah, and there was a lot of just like bang on the window. Yeah, I've had that. Woo a yeah. lot. There's a- we we witnessed a proposal. Yeah. There was that. We witnessed a well, it wasn't really you witnessed a proposal. We witnessed a post proposal. They had just gotten yeah. engaged and they ran up to the window and were like pointing at her hand. I was, was like, cute. Yeah, I don't understand. They were also like decked out in Wisconsin badger stuff. And <laughs> totally drunk. But let's be honest. So they may not know they're engaged. No. So there's that. Well, anyway, we're gonna take a little break. When we come back, we're gonna be talking about the uh, the wildfires in Los Angeles and how you can help the people who are impacted by them. So Amy Guth, Jen Bosworth, in for Bill and Wendy, back in just a bit here on seven twenty WG. Seven twenty WGN. Hello, it's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy today. With you till one o'clock. That last hour will be on the stream at wgnradio.com. On the stream. So uh, you know, all everywhere you look right now, there's a lot of news. Well, about a lot of things, but one of those things is uh, the wildfires happening in California right now, particularly around Los Angeles. Um, very, very scary images that have been coming out of Los Angeles uh, through social media. Um, one in particular is a picture that someone took on the highway, the 405 freeway, right there, looking at and, and there's you know so many beautiful mountains there, and and it I mean it looks like Apocalypse. the gates of hell. Yeah. It does. It looks like the world is absolutely ending. Yep. Um, a friend of mine was tweeting some pictures. Um, she's she was not in an area that was considered um, one to evacuate, but she was driving through embers and she just kind of put her yeah. phone up on her dashboard and just let it go and was Facebook Live, you know, doing that. And and it was just, I mean, it looked really terrifying to drive through something like that. It is. But you, you lived in Los Angeles for a while, Jen. I did. So I, I know this kind of happens every year. It does. The Santa Ana winds. So right. those are the winds from the desert 
that kick up in the certain uh, around fall mm-hmm. and um, when everything's dried out, dried so, out, and it's very flammable. Yes, and um, so everything's flammable, and you there are fires every every year. They're the Santa Ana wind fires, but and it's usually not in no. residential areas. It's kind of a remote. They have gotten out of control, and guess why? Ding ding climate change yeah. I mean you can say what you want but I know from living there it was not like this when I lived there um, 10 years ago so what's happened is everything is drying 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 because of the heat so the more dry you have the more fuel you have for sure. fires and then the winds kick up and there you and go it spreads so easily so fast yeah. and it can jump freeways so you can yeah, how do, yeah I hear about that what does that mean how does a fire jump across a freeway? so it's, it's just the wind em- it's those embers it's the embers that fly in the wind and then everything's so dry they just so you'll be I was driving the 405 freeway is six lanes okay six lanes it's a lot because everyone drives everywhere all the time mm-hmm. six lanes going one way and you're driving and I have seen embers fly over and start little fires Ooh, that's it's, scary it is scary and think about LA is everyone just sort of drives I mean you see when when we saw that sort of uh, hellscape that sure. was opening up. Um, people are still driving because people have to get to work. People have to do so. People are still driving in this madness. Be- you kind of have to. There's you no have other to. way around it. Yeah, and the freeway goes right. It's you need to get on there to go. You know, north and south. So anyway, it is this year's particularly as we can see. I, it's something like as of today 400 homes destroyed probably more i'm sure more yeah um a while back on the saturday night special i had a woman named joan anselmo on she was the spokesperson for the national park service for about 30 years really really interesting woman and we were talking about um how many wildfires were happening on the west coast even then even a few months ago and she really i mean she's kind of underscoring a lot of your points you know she was saying that 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 it is drier this year and that's why we have been seeing a little more extreme weather because of the heat of, of you know this the past Earth. summer yeah like the gulf of uh, gulf of mexico was a little warmer that that therefore hurricane irma picked up a little more speed and a little more strength by the time she made landfall um and in this case the you know the wildfires they were just so widespread and so um even you know a lot of outlets have been have been talking with experts about why they seem particularly bad this year, and they're all kind of pointing to that same thing. It was so much hotter, and therefore it's drier. So it's just it's like putting you know straw in a fire. Yeah. It's just going to go right up. Yeah, which and, is very scary. Yeah, anything can start them too. You know, people people that it's like people laugh at you can prevent forest fires, Smokey the Bear, and sure. all that stuff. It's true. I mean, a cigarette. Or a firework can start the whole side oh, when it's of the mountain dry. when yeah. it's that dry, yeah. and so people people aren't careful. They throw cigarettes out the window, you know, and there you go, and you live in this sort of what timber box full, sure. and it's scary. So I, when I was there, what we would do is we would evacuate, but there's LA is is spread out, yeah. but it, there's also um, it's also really crowded at the same time. So there's not really a place to go, and there are places people can go, but we you have to drive everywhere. So it's not as though you can leave your house and walk across to a shelter, or walk across to uh, an organization that may be housing people. You have to drive everywhere. Yeah. So guess what? If you don't have a car. You can't afford a car. You choose not sure. to in L.A. You're in real trouble. You're in, you're in yeah. real trouble. Yeah. So there's lots of ways to get involved to help people that have evacuated. Uh, I know animals are a big issue today all over social media. Um, there's a lot of people asking that if you if you have access or know someone who has access to um, the ability to, like a trailer to transport horses, there's an area, there's a lot of equestrian um, area and farms and things like that. They need to get the horses out of out. there. So they're looking for trailers and volunteers for that. Um 
So that Google on that one. But uh, Humane Society of Ventura County, they're looking for donations uh, through their website. They've also they have an Amazon registry because they're looking for food and all this. People are having to you can't necessarily bring your pets to a shelter. So there are shelters set up just for like you kind of can leave your pet there and board them in a safe place while you go to a shelter, which would be gut wrenching um, to, to have to leave a pet. Behind. Yeah, well, there was a man I, I saw a story about a man who was going and saving the wild. People rabbits. are so mad at this guy. Why? The people. Uh, you know what people what a polarizing thing he he chose to get out of the car and there's video there's like a witness video of someone watching him go basically step into the side of the fire and pull out this rabbit yeah and and some people are saying he's a hero for saving you know any creature's life some people are going what an idiot he put his own life in danger and he he, you know i mean for me here's the thing sometimes you just can't take it anymore in in an emergency situation so if you can do one thing that feels like you are making a difference because people don't know what to do so i say you know what if you want to save a rabbit knock yourself and the rabbit was was imminently dying i mean gonna oh it was in fire in in the fire gonna go so i say if you can take charge and do one thing and that makes you feel like you're contributing great as long as you don't put other like responders lives in danger i think that's where it gets you know that comes up a lot in hurricanes we see that where it's like you're welcome to stay and write it out but understand it will be Oh. You you will be putting responders' lives in danger by staying. So don't call nine one one. Interesting. You know. So there's that. that. There's that whole aspect. So here's some other things you can do if you would like to help. Um, there's a Ventura County Star. If you go to their website, they have a list of school drives that are uh, accepting donations. Charity Navigator. Um, they have a lot of resources listed. The Ventura County Commission Foundation. They have a disaster relief fund that's set up just for the county. And and when you give right to the county, they you know this is. Um, you know who knows who knows the area best and who knows who needs what better than someone right there in in the organization or in the area but also if you want to work with a national organization united way of ventura county and greater los angeles both of those chapters are participating as well as american red cross they have shelters in um, many shelters in ventura county and los angeles county and salvation army of ventura county if you um, if you want if you follow me on twitter after the show i'm going to tweet all these out great, and great. we'll also have these on the uh, on the podcast page at WGN Radio this afternoon after the show because there's so many people impacted by this. Um, and it also smoke. The smoke is so unhealthy to, you know, people are breathing in. They're getting so sick. People with allergies, young people with, with uh, breathing issues. So yeah. it's not just the actual fire. It's the, it's the, all the stuff that comes with a fire. Yeah. You know, my, my friend's son has really severe asthma and, and she finally just went to her mom's in Arizona. She was like, he just can't breathe. No. The poor kid. He just, because so, she's in Los Angeles. Yeah. She's like, he's just got to go. Like, we got to get out of town because yeah. he just can't breathe. Right. Um, there was that interesting, um, uh, there's a photo from the space station of the fires, of, of how much you can see from space. Interesting. It's, it's, I'm going to look. I mean, it's really scary. Yeah. Um, there's also a, a piece in the New York Times uh, just this, just I think two or three days ago about there's an air pollution study. There, the air pollution is in London, but a lot of people are looking to this study for Los Angeles right now because it was it was looking at the effect of air pollution even before we're born, wow. like what our moms are breathing. Yes, yes. So I think a lot of people have seen that passed around a little bit um, in terms of what that's looking like for Los Angeles because it is. I mean, it really is a lot of. And think of all the women that are expecting. Oh you know? God. During this time, it's huge. 
Can you imagine being like really close to your due no. date right now? No, like, I can't. Okay, I'm not going to drive through embers in case today's right. the day. And I can't breathe. <laughs> I can't this breathe. This is great. I'm poisoning my child. Good times. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to take a break here in a second. But again, if you uh, want to take a look at uh, ways to help uh, victims of the California um, wildfires, there is a piece up at Lifehacker that has a big, big list of all these things. We're also going to put some of these links up on the WGN radio page, and I'll be sure and tweet them out after the show. So we're going to take a little break, get you to news, all that good stuff. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy back in just a bit here on 720 WGN. Pack your bags again, saying you're so gone. Think I won't be fine, baby, you're so long. Say it's on my fault, hoping that I'll call. Think you know me well, you don't know me at all. 720 WGN. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy today. That song is by Carly and Martina. Go to carlyandmartina.com. They're local pop singers. They're so awesome. I met them at an event recently. They're delightful young women. They're so fun and so enthusiastic and so talented. And they're doing all kind of great things right now. They're going to be those, famous. Like, I was just to say, I met them like the last second before. <laughs> like they're about to be superstars and not know any of us anymore. <laughs> you know what? I've had I had um, Taronda uh, Jones from um, Empire on yeah. right before she plays Portia. Yeah, right before she became super famous, and that's my claim to fame. Yeah, that's anyway. what I'm telling you. We just played Carly and Martina like minutes before they're super famous. So yeah. anyway, head to CarlyAndMartina.com and you can check out that song was called Better, but they just released another song today. It's on their website. Go check them out. Lovely. Support them. We want to support the local artists. Local. Local ladies. Yes, definitely. So, um, Jen, we, here's the thing. When, I don't know about you, when I was a kid, I imagined even like the year 2000 as, I mean, Jetson stuff. I imagined people, yes, I imagined jet packs. Oh, yeah. And we'd all be flying around. No more cars. No cars. Station wagons flew. Yeah. Because we had a sweet station wagon with wood paneling. We, we did was, not. <laughs> yeah. But we had a station wagon. Yeah. And I was like, those things are going to fly. We had a Chevy Malibu blue station wagon. Yeah, nice. You had a paneled one. We had the the wood paneled one and it was like blue metallic. Oh, yeah. Nice. We had, we rocked that. That was the that was the. So good you part. imagined your cars flying. Oh, cars flying, jet packs, all kind of stuff. Imagine in the future. And then, uh, you know, when, when the... Um, a little bit later when the Back to Future Back to the Future franchise oh, yes. happened. Like remember in the third one, the future was like little tiny food and everything was a robot. And all yeah. this stuff. Well, so the future is kinda here. It is here. And and the the further we get down to the uh down into the artificial intelligence, the AI conversation, some of it is a little um a little terrifying, but but most of it's really interesting. Yeah, it's interesting and terrifying for me because I just I yeah, what what I thought is happening is happen might happen is happening and it's happening to like a more intense de- it's happening fast. Yeah. Like a lot of stuff is coming boom boom boom. Sure. So space travel, all that. Well, so I want to talk about that in a oh. minute, but because of Elon Musk and the oh, yeah. you know, SpaceX project and all that. But um there was a really interesting piece in um in the Atlantic about robots and fast food yes. that is so fascinating because we think about like all automating the workforce in terms of factory stuff. We think of that like on an assembly line and things like that. In fact, that was a topic that's been up a lot in the last couple of years on the campaign trail. A lot of people were talking about jobs and keeping jobs here, keeping jobs, keeping restoring jobs, jobs yeah. things like that. And, you know, it's very, it's a hard prospect when a job has been automated for, with a significant cost reduction to suddenly say, well, let's bring the people back. That's a tough one, right? Yes. 
and also it, it's happening in fast food restaurants. People want stuff fast, right? They don't. They care more. It, it said in this Atlantic article, it, they were saying that um, using robots makes a lot of sense in a country like Japan, where it's hard to find employees and where people prefer fast o- over human touch. Right. So, I have to say. I like a fast situation. I, I I get annoyed if if like greeters and things like that. Like, how are you, dude? I'm like, no, I just need my. I don't mind. You I see, mind you that. like the human touch. No, if there is the option for the automated line at the grocery store, I'm going to go to it. See, we like our fast because I just want to be done. I mean, that is one. I like a self checkout and. It That's can, what I'm thinking. It can it can really drive me insane because some stuff doesn't Something scan, won't ring up. <laughs> and then you have to get a person, and then the person has like seventy things they're doing, and sure. then I start Takes crying and minute. go home. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, there's some jobs that seem like they're less likely to be replaced with a robot, you know, or like less in peril. This piece in the Atlantic that we're talking about it opens by talking about a head chef that has that like a robotic chef that is really fascinating that will make all kind of stuff. I think there's a difference though, Jen, in like fast food. Cause that like you're assembling a lot. Rather, yes. You know, boom, your boom, things boom. are coming in like cooked frozen and you just got to like yes. get it on the griddle and get it warm and you know, it's assemble like, it. Yeah. It's a lot of assembly. You are correct. It's not exactly creating. Right. <laughs> like from scratch, but here it is nonetheless. So I think that's a big topic when we think of, uh, that, but of course, like the space piece of it too, and um, we've seen a lot of, uh, and I know on the business lunch I've talked about this a lot of um, uh, Elon Musk and the race to space and SpaceX and all the things he's doing there. So Elon Musk is the Tesla man. He's the Tesla guy, and he's created SpaceX, and he's a he's a billionaire, and he's yes. really he's trying to build a city on Mars, is what he's wait, doing. Wait, excuse me. That's what he wants. He wants to like colonize, colonize Mars, Mars. That's his and give us an option. Jam. What planet do you want? Let's go to Mars. That's what he wants. Really? And I know you're afraid of flying, so the idea well, of getting saying, you to Mars. <laughs> no, I, I can't even go to, you know, to Indianapolis on a plane, so I'm not sure about Mars. You'd have to put me under. Yeah. You know what I mean? But so, okay, so his idea is let's colonize Mars. Let's colonize Mars. But here is, this one I think is very funny. Jeff Bezos of, of Amazon, Amazon, he is also, um, he's creating a a space race of his own he essentially recognizes that okay if mars gets colonized we're going to need to get stuff there so he's working on an initiative within uh, amazon's parent company called blue origin space venture oh my to get cargo into space okay i can't so even... that's i'm telling you the future's here amazon prime to mars i wonder <laughs> what the cost is on that right also my other question is will we have internet on mars because i gotta watch my shows my program. You would go? Would you go to Mars? If I could be overcome my fear of flying, I wouldn't mind it. Are I really you kidding? wouldn't. No, I mean that that sounds okay, especially since I got to be honest, we're not doing such a good job down here. So <laughs> kind of wrecking we're things. We're kind of wrecking enough. things. So I might want to be one of the first to. My, I don't know oh, what would I do there. Be. I could. Uh, I could start. I would be. You know what? It'd be really easy to be a movie star. I'd be the only one. <laughs> it would be the Gen B show. All the time. Yeah. How could we, like, I suppose you could do shows from here. Like, we could give you a Comrex device to do a show remotely. Yeah, I don't know what Comrex is, but. I don't know if it would reach. We. I don't know that I could patch you into the board. Okay. Can you imagine? From Mars. 
I'm just letting you know. We'd have to get an engineer on that. Uh, (laughs) They would hate us. They would hate us. But my question, so, but that opens up a whole thing, Amy Guth, because it's like, imagine all the services we need up there and then the race to become the contractors to service Mars, you know, the building contractors, the, it's going to be a whole thing. I'm going to start with waste removal. That's what, that's going to be the first thing. How, oh, we got to figure out the garbage and sewage situation before, long before I'm going to go yeah. anywhere near Mars. I'm really concerned with the sewage part. I mean, also, look, I get choked up when I see that picture taken from the moon of the Earth. Yes. Like, that chokes me up because yeah, I'm too. a big softie. Me too. I can't, there's no way I can just, like, go to Mars and be like, goodbye down there. Goodbye, Earth. <laughs> goodbye. There's no way. There's no way I could do that. Yeah, but so so they're really this is like really happening. Well, though. that's the thing. Like we think about it as such a future thing it could and be in the next far far far. No, 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 no. It's it's next. It's, I would say Mars. What would you guess? I'd say Mars and fifty. <laughs> that should be a t-shirt. Let's make a shirt right now. Mars and, and 50. put it in the WGN store. Yeah, Mars and fifty. I'm I don't know. Just, since I mean, you're gonna live to two hundred. No, I'm sorry. 103. Okay. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> to me, that's like 200. So, um, but anyway, it, it, 50 years, not so far off. That's theoretically our lifetimes. If we're lucky. <laughs> that's if, my lifetime if, if I, I get my if way. If I stop eating fast food. I mean, you know, you never know. Um, That'll be made by robots. Yeah, right. Um, so that's another thing. Like where there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of work being done around longevity. And, um, you know, there was a book that came out a few years ago about uh, like studying groups of people that lived the longest and all this. There is a story. Um, this was another New York Times story. It was it was about this was years ago written, but it was about a man who received like a terminal cancer diagnosis. Okay. I, I believe it was lung cancer. And he said, you know what, I'm going to he had moved here as a boy from Greece. And he said, you know what, I'm going to go back and just my money will go further there. My wife and I will go there. After I'm gone, she can have, there'll be more right. left. And then that was in the 70s. <laughs> and the guy made it. Like the good life in this, uh, on this island in Greece. Um, like prolonged he, his prolonged life. Prolonged his and life. And cancer so, in remission? Totally gone. Gone. Gone, gone. Wow. So he, you know, so this New York Times reporter goes there to study, like, what in the heck happened and finds all of these people in, in, you know, advanced ages that are going to the tavern every night, that are not stressed out, that are growing their own food, that still have really active, intimate lives, like all this stuff. And so um, that's a great, 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 great read. Another one I'll tweet out. So the the other thing is, I mean, this is simple, but they talk about um, olive oil. As as when they talk about oh I don't know that... there's always like a new no, thing no okay. no okay my grandfather there's six people in my family that have made it past a hundred okay. and my grandfather's one of them and um, he always says to me the keys to a long life grow your own food or at least know who grew it mm. okay because he's got you know some farm situation going on um, take a nap every day which is not really practical in our modern world but he does it he used to come home he would like he he. In addition to the farm, he had like another job and he would come home at lunch and that was the big meal of the day and he would take a quick 10 minute nap and then go back to work. My husband looks darn good and he takes a nap when he can every day. There you go. And I'm running around like a nut, living the hustle. Stressed out and like running Living the hustle, think I'm doing a lot. And then the third thing he says, always be learning something new. For your brain. Yeah. To keep your brain like agile. I like this. So so I'm going to do those things. I'm going to eat I olive mean, oil. I don't grow my own food. I grow some of it. You do. I'm coming over. Come, come the revolution. I'm coming <laughs> Stick to with me in the yeah. revolution. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try. But anyway, um, I, I just think longevity is a fascinating topic just because I've had people in my family that have made it so long. Yes. And 
and fine. Like you wouldn't know my grandfather is. I mean, he oh, in he's fact still alive. Oh yeah, and he says to me all the time. He's like, I feel like I'm about thirty. I just keep waking up in this old guy's body. Oh my gosh, that's that's really great and cool, and I love him. Oh, he's the best. I want him to come over right now. Um, I've thought about putting him on the air. I'm yes, a, I'm afraid he would swear. Okay, so there's that, and yeah. it's hard to police the language of a hundred year old man (laughs) oh yeah you can't really do that (laughs) right of course not well we're talking about future stuff and longevity and all that good stuff amy guth and jen b in for who we were bill and wendy i almost said patty vasquez because that's who we're so that's who we usually are in for but nope today we're in for bill and wendy so we're gonna be right back in just a bit to continue this conversation on 720 wgn i love this song <laughs> 720 WGN. Amy with and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy. It's your prerogative. <laughs> it is my prerogative to love this song, even if you don't. Yeah. It's a great song. My prerogative, right? Yeah. Bobby Brown. You don't love this song? I did. Speaking of the future. I mean, Bobby Brown's got some issues. If I had looked and saw the future of poor Bobby Brown, <laughs> speaking of the future. He made some questionable choices he in did. his life. But you know what? This is You're right. It is a good song. And that, too, is his prerogative. Yeah. Let's say. So. Um, we've been talking about the future and how when we were kids, we thought about things being like Jetson stuff. But in fact, you know what? The, it's kind of upon us. We've got Jeff Bezos looking to ship cargo through Amazon to Mars, to Mars because we have uh, Elon Musk, Tesla billionaire, trying to colonize Mars through SpaceX and, and really change space exploration. I wonder if NASA's threatened by that. Well, I was just <laughs> probably thinking, like, yo, that's our game. Yeah, I was just thinking <laughs> this, is, this is some young upstart. Taking over NASA. Right. Like, who is this guy? We have been around a long time, and who is this guy? Yeah, they're probably a little threatened. What, by... what would be nice in the future is if they came together to create a better world oh, together. Well, well, that's what I wonder. So, if, if the future was yours to design, mm. and like you get a thing and you get to decide, what is the thing that you would really love to see in the future? Simple. Let's simpler. Live, less stuff. Let's live simpler. I'm with you on that. I just think there's too much stuff. And we talked about this on air about, yeah. especially during the holidays, buying stuff. So much buying. Keeping stuff. Hoarding stuff. Storage is a problem. In New York City, speaking of simpler, they have skyscrapers, basically, for storage. So... Yeah. You, you rent a, like an office in a skyscraper to put your stuff in. They have to build up and up and up because there's no space for storage. Right, because here we just use an old factory. Yeah. For like to, right. yeah. Or in me, my case, we put it in the kitchen. Just <laughs> shove it in the kitchen. My just house says boxes we moved in May. So, um, um, but simpler. So let's, uh, I would love to start growing my own food. Well, that's interesting, right? Because when, when, when we, we were just talking about when we were kids imagining the future, it was more and it was more complicated and flying cars and jetpacks and all that. Just, but, but maybe it's not as meaningful as we're talking about like robot chefs and, could be and automating more jobs. Getting older. I'm just saying. I'm not going to say I'm, that. I'm but, not going to argue with okay. you. Okay. So as as I get older, I realize. So wait, this is our you kids get off my lawn back in my day thing that we're doing? Yeah. I've done. That's well, fair. I mean, I think we kind of set the stage for that when we talked about the music that we loved and everyone hated it. <laughs> it was on the list and of no terrible so- music. And no song we mentioned came out after 1990. And callers were like, what are you doing? So oh, yeah. Callers <laughs> were insulted by our music sensibility. Yeah, they really were. I will stand by Rock Me Amadeus by okay, Falco. We, this is where we're going to have a problem area, Amy Goose. Because that song is horrible. But anyway, back to simple. Pass. Hard pass on that. So um, 
I want less stuff. I want to live in a, uh, we live in a small, smaller, I guess it's all relative yeah. space in, a, in an apartment building. And um, I like it. We lived, we moved, we downsized from a larger yeah. house. I love it. I think you might get your wish, right? Because there's those that show about the tiny, tiny houses. houses. Yeah. I don't could you do a tiny no. house with would you and your husband kill each no. other? Yes. Yeah. I, I that that is an absolute hard pass for me with the tiny house because they're adorable though. They're very cute. I think they're great if you my uh, um if you're a very small person maybe. Okay. I, I am not a very small person. My husband's uh, a taller gentleman. Uh-huh. And so not so good. Yeah. It's like too much, but I I will say you, I think as humans we can get used to pretty much anything. So if I went, That's I would not true. be my first choice. But let's say people said, okay, who powers that be? Elon Musk maybe said you have to live in a tiny house in order for the planet <laughs> to survive. I'd do it. Sure, why not? I mean, more is definitely becoming my book not better. Yeah, I agree with that. But I some people that. that's not that's ever. Some people want more and more, and you know, I I. Well, somewhere, I I think, I mean, I think somewhere we have this, uh, this kind of social message that you are what you buy. You're defined by your possessions, you know, Uh like, oh, that person has a really fancy car. They must be doing well. This person lives in so-and-so neighborhood in a big fancy house. They must be doing well. They must be more responsible or more together. Or or have, or like be more, um, have better work ethic or, yeah, or smarter. Here's a little story in Los Angeles, city of dreams. I uh, lived there, and I, I met uh, a gentleman at the time who mm-hmm. drove a very fancy car. Okay. Okay? And this is not a joke or... <laughs> I cannot wait to see what you're about so to say. So he, he, a <laughs> handsome man. Sure. We went out. Was this a romantic situation? It was a romantic okay. situation. I have to say I was wooed by the fancy, fancy car. I can get into that. Okay. You know? And so I was like, this is awesome. This is awesome. And he said, well, you know, would you like to see where I live. That's a nice way to put it. And um, I said, sure. He That's l- the most materialistic way of saying, would you care for a nightcap that I've ever heard? Yeah. You want to see where I live? I don't know if he said exactly <laughs> that. But yeah, no, this was LA. Anything okay. goes. It's sure. a weird place. So he, li- I, I kid you not, he lived in his parents' basement. Not even a finished basement. I kid you not. It was, and look, if you have to live in your parents' basement or want to, that's fine. But I'm not sure you should be driving a Range Rover. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Maybe. But it was such a such a Like you contrast. put all your money in yes. the Ferrari. So basically, he paid everything he and your made went into his car and yeah. he had no home, basically. I mean, he had a home. But he was living in a way that wouldn't you wouldn't think someone who drove that car. So I thought priorities man yeah what well we- i mean i'm happy w- uh, there's some celebrities who, who are like really open about they drive um the prius yeah like i think matt damon was one that said that and, I, like, I think that's that cool doing okay that, that drive prius i think that's a very admirable quality to like live a little below your means and say like look i like celebrities that are getting million dollar paychecks saying like i want a responsible car that is not going to destroy the planet i think that's cool so that's what i want to see in the future is like a little more like modesty about our um possessions yeah i you know a car that is good for the environment and i think beautiful tesla thank you elon musk i would drive a tesla i don't know if i would drive a tesla i was gonna I say i can barely drive you be I'm my like, sugar mama <laughs> <laughs> you can buy a tesla no i cannot okay. i'm saying future i budget bus fare <laughs> what are you 
talk. No Look, I drive an 06 it's big truck. So. It's all good. All yeah. right. Well, we're going to take a little break. On the other side of the news, we're going to be talking about words that need to be banned. That we just got to get rid of. It's over for them. It is over for them. And we're declaring it back in just a bit here on 720 WGN. Seven twenty, WGN. Hi there, it's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth. We're in for Bill and Wendy today. I don't want to like that song as much as I do. <laughs> Was that the minute? Is that Maroon Five? It's Maroon Five. So Maroon Five back in the day. I think that guy is kind of mean to his colleagues on The Voice. Oh, I don't. I, you know, I've only seen it a couple times, but I don't I'm like watch that mm, show. I think but he's kind of mean to them. I did read. He just, uh, or actually, I think. Dean might have said on air he bought some $8 million home. Well, sure. He can probably afford it. Yeah. Speaking of simple. Anyway. Um, <laughs> right. So, yes. Anyway. Anyway. So, no. Um, I, I have a friend uh, that works in social service. I used to work in social service, Indeed. which is nonprofit. For me, it was counseling. For me, it was helping people who are addicted to drugs and alcohol. I was a counselor. And uh, especially around this time of year, I hear a lot of people, and not just people that work in social service, talk about being burnt out. Which is fair. I mean, yes. I think this time of year is hard for people. It is. And I hear that word in some form, um, if that phrase, all the time now. And I think it's sort of, for me in social services, it meant a very specific thing. It meant usually, I have too many case, uh, my caseload is many, too big. It's huge. I cannot offer the kind of care I would like to to my clients. Mm-hmm. Very specific. Sure. But now I'm hearing it all over. I'm so burnt out, which fair, fair enough. But what does that even mean anymore? Does oh, it, you're saying it's so overused. It's, that it's just, so yeah. overused. And it's also, I think it's losing its meaning in terms of, I, I hear a lot of people say, oh my gosh, I'm so burnt out over this, whatever it is, issue, political issue, or mm-hmm. it, it, it sort of, um, I don't want to say makes light of it, but it lightens it up a bit so that I'm sort of sticking up and saying, you know, you don't really know what burnout is until you've worked in social services. Oh, I see. Well, I mean, it, it does bring up an interesting thing because I think it's, um, to me, it's like not an option to not care about the world. And when, when things are going badly, you know, I, it, I can't I can't check out, nor do I want to, because I think it's my civic duty to care and, and vote and participate. You know what I mean? Right. So So I hear that. Some people are like, I'm so burned out on politics. I can't go on Facebook. Like when people say that, like I hear you, but also I think it's our duty to to stay the course. I agree. And so the so when people say um, it also is the context, like what they're talking about. Like I'm so burnt out about this Taylor Swift thing. And I'm like, what are you even talking about? Like there, I think it means like when when we were young or when I was right. young. I'll speak for myself. I'm so over it. I'm so over yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It means. And that. I'm like, okay, well. And then I get being over Taylor Swift is different than being over the fact that there's, you know, the planet is burning or whatever sure. it is. So I, But yeah. I hear you that it's like pointing at a – it's like another example of when a word gets so overused it loses its – loses its juice, dear You I know say. what? One that I'm quite passionate about is – well, there are two in particular, but one is actually – that word drives me crazy. Actually. Yeah. We, we Because to use the word actually, and this is me, like, and people are going to be like, oh, what an egghead. But it's true. It's saying, I need to counter what you just said. Okay. All right. I hear what you're saying, Goof. You know? So so if someone's like, okay, so the other day I heard it, and, and at that point, and I think I even tweeted this. I was like, okay, at this point, actually, he's officially, officially jumped the shark. 
um, a woman ordered a coffee and opened with actually. Wait. So barista goes, good morning. What can I get for you? And the woman says, actually, can I get a latte mochaccino? Oh. And I was like, why are you saying actually? So, um, Amy Guth, would it be... So is it um, not combative, but it is the it is the offering an alternative to what someone is saying? Is that what you're saying? It is. Okay. Good like, to know. Like, for example, like here's where it would be very appropriate. Like, I saw you at the movies yesterday. Mm, I was actually at home. Okay. Yeah. So what is that? How does that happen? Somewhere people- we got it because I think it's like it became a way to like safely disagree without sounding oh. combative. It's sort of it, trying it, to soften the disagreement. Right. And I, because I think somewhere, like, we got this idea, like, if you say no, that you're mean and you're not being a pleasing and helpful person. Oh, so you're, you're So instead saying, of saying, like, no, you did not see me at the movies yesterday because I was home. Which is a fact. Which is a fact. <laughs> which is just a fact. It's not mean. It's not it's just mean. a fact. It's just, actually, you didn't. But it's the it's like the cloying, obnoxious way people say. Actually, well, that's I, was, I think what we're also talking about here is the inflection and the um, intention behind yeah. the word. So it's like, oh my god, I'm so burned. <laughs> we're out. basically just like picking on Valley Girls right now. We are, <laughs> but but, the, but I think it's important to know uh, in this day and age, but maybe in every day and age, what we're saying, why we're saying it, and who we're saying it to. Well, okay, so so there was a uh, when I was at the Chicago Tribune for years. Um, um, there was a, a guy that I sat near for, for many of those years who had been on the copy desk for a long time, and he really had worked there a long time. And he used to, every time he heard language being misused, because, you know, in journalism, it's all about the, the economy of language. How can you say something succinctly and simply? Oh, yeah. And so he would always, when he saw some, somebody, like, really trying for fanciful language or something to obscure the point or something like that, he would always go, words mean things. <laughs> I love say, that. I love true. that. And, as a, and, and you write, and I write, yeah. and as, as a writer, I'm, I'm writing a screenplay. And um, Do I have a part? You do have a part, Sweet. actually. Um, and in that screenplay, um, a lot of things take place, but, but my mentors and my people are like, cut it down, cut it down, get to the heart. What yeah. are you saying? Just, What's the meat? What's say the, the meat? Trim the fat. And I hate that because, and I love it. I hate it because it's work. And I, I think that brings up a point that like we don't want, well, I'll speak for myself. Sometimes I don't want to do the work mm. of choosing my words carefully. I just blah, you know? Yeah. And that's um, in the future, speaking of. Right. I'd like to not do that as much. Well, I think, too, that language has shifted a little bit. And if there's a word that you would like to to unburden yourself of, a word that you think needs to just go away, maybe that's lost its meaning, it's overused, 312-981-7200, we'd love to hear from you. Um, but I think that language has shifted a little bit to, to put the responsibility on a nebulous non-person rather than each other like here's a phrase that comes up in business dealings a lot that drives me crazy instead of saying you're not doing what i would like you to do like our goals are not aligning or if you're really mad who is your boss instead of that I, i i hear people say what is the accountability model because that's not about me or you that's about this other you know i I don't even know what that means right what is the accountability model so people actually say that Oh, I hear that all the time. In business, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the accountability? I have never, I would never utter that phrase. Yeah. What is the, I'm going to look that up. Because it sounds a little pretentious, right? Well, that's not There's me. There's a lot. I, I mean, would, I'd be like, who's wrong here? Who can we blame? I, right. What happened? See, I'm so unfiltered about things. I would go, look, 
you want to do this, I want to do this. What can we figure out here? Well, I think that, I or mean, should we just not work together? We talk, <laughs> or maybe I'm going back to bed. I, I don't know. Either or I'm just going to go home. Forget it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I hear. I like knowing someone like you because you know these things about language and the economy of language. I just have too much. I'm just like always thinking too much. No, you also have knowledge. Thank you. So it's good to ask you. And in the future, I'm going to say, hey, Amy Guth, I'm writing this email. I would, I I noticed that I use the word actually a million times. What can I I use instead? And then you might say, just take that word out. Just don't use it. It's usually one of those throat clearing words. And indirect. Yeah. Let's have direct language. Yeah. Like when people go, so actually I was just wondering if like, how about just what is what is the thing you want to ask like that's just all throat clearing we're all scared i think we're scared i think so too i think it's all like fear we don't want to seem too aggressive i think especially for women we don't want to necessarily seem too aggressive right Right. so there is another word though that i must unburden myself of that i think needs to go away and that is amazing yeah not everything is some things are amazing yeah the picture i was talking about earlier like that was taken from the moon looking at the earth that's amazing amaze it has the quality of amazement to be amazed <laughs> right yeah and if you say like that outfit is amazing and is it really unless they're wearing some sort of jetsons like space outfit unless it's like an amazing ball gown or you really think that it is out of this you know yeah, yeah. economy yeah economy or just say like we just need variety i think it's that like there's there's I mean, I think awesome is probably one of those words, too, because yeah. that's really, like, feel, I, I've even started sometimes put a hyphen, awesome. Like, it has awe, the ability of awe, of having oh, awe for like something. That. But everything, oh, awesome, I'll call you. Awesome, I'll do or, that. Um, people use in the same same thing, uh, same way, overuse, um, basically. It's just, like, actually. Basically, oh, well, oh. let's not be basic. Basically. I think it's fair to say, like, basically what I'm saying is this. Or like to summarize. I like that. I think that's okay. To summarize. Basically means like it also to me has a little. I think I'm Let putting, me dumb it down I'm for you. I'm like attitude on the words. But <laughs> yeah. basically what I'm saying, it's sort of like actually you're wrong. And yeah, let's just yeah. say, you know what? This is what I think. And I think, are you saying the same thing? If not, let's check in with each other. Or just say the thing we mean. Let's check in with each other by saying the actual thing that we yeah. mean. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, well, we, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we are going to be taking some of your calls about words that are really just getting overused that we need to just put to bed for good. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy back in just a bit on 720 WGN. Seven twenty WGN. Hello, it's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy today, with you till one o'clock. Coming up at twelve, we're going to switch over to the streams. So you can listen to us at wgnradio.com. But we've been talking about words that really have just ne- they need to go. They got to go. They got to go. Like words that are getting overused so much that they've lost their meaning, or people are like using them wrong, or all of the above. You know, a phrase I love. Tell me, on the level. On the you, yeah, I, I love that. that because to me it's very, very. Um, That's your way of saying someone's cool. Yeah, you're like you know really so and so. Level. He's on the level, yep. meaning like we can trust that person. That's an old phrase, and I bring I'm bringing it back, Guth. Bringing it back. That's good. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Let's talk to Mary Kay. Hi, Mary Kay. What word are you just absolutely done with? 
Okay, well, actually, there's three of them. Iconic is not iconic anymore because everything's iconic. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and when people want to be an authentic person, what would make them inauthentic? And then lastly, something I was literally flying out the window. Oh, literally. literally. Oh, I don't know why we didn't name that one yet. Mary Kay, you're exactly right. <laughs> literally. The literally. Like, I've literally. literally seen that a million times. I literally yes. flew to work this morning. I Oh, you're so right. <laughs> that That's is so right. One. Oh, Mary Kay, thank you for bringing that one up. Cause that, you're very welcome. Have a great day. You're you so right. Bye. She's so right. It's, literally is a big one. And it, again, it's it's sort of trying to convince people of your point that, okay, so you're in a hurry. Yeah, I was in a real How about just hurry like, you know morning. what? There was no traffic this morning, and I, right. I came right in. It was like I flew instead of I literally flew. Because you didn't. Or, you um, know. If you did, you're a Jetsons. You're a Jetson then. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I, man, I have I love that movie, and I've seen it so many times, I can't even count. Uh, instead of I literally have seen that movie a million times. I guarantee you have not seen it a million times. Hi, Dan. You're on WGN. What word needs to go? Today. There's a real rise in the amount of times I hear people say the word today, especially among people who provide services. Oh, how can I help you today kind of a thing? Uh, well, like a doctor will say, well, what brings you here today? What can we do for you today? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You're right. Now I'm going to listen for that. I wonder that. if anybody else has noticed it either. Well, now we're going to hear it. It's one of those things like once, once something is brought to your attention, you're going to hear it everywhere. Yeah, because we know it's today. It's not tonight. Because it's today. Right. How can I best dispense with you today is really what they mean. Right. How can I help you? That's really How about just how can I help you right now in this moment? What you need. <laughs> right. <laughs> that one. That's a great one, Dan. Thanks so much for the call. Have a, have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye. I almost said, I almost just said to be, today. I know. Have a wonderful day today. Just to like, just to poke at him. But I was just going to play around. Just kidding. Just kidding. Hi, Mitch. You're on WGN. What word or phrase just really needs to go? It's a phrase. Tell me. It's horrible. It's <laughs> everywhere. Couldn't be more. Oh, I couldn't be more happy. Oh, I couldn't <laughs> be more proud. Turned into the what? nanny, Fran Drescher. Did they, fifth grade? Oh. Did, did they skip fifth grade? First of all, it's proud, prouder, proudest, not more proud, most proud. Yeah. Proud, prouder, proudest. And, like, are you not able to be more proud? Is that what you're saying? You've reached the limit of the pride you have in a person, and you've, just, you've got nothing left. So you actually couldn't be more proud than you are because you just you just don't have it in you. Mitch, <laughs> I feel you 100%. I feel, Mitch, are you a, a teacher? It's everywhere. No, I do love the written word, though, and yeah, it's just I have you. been blown away by the number of times lately people have forgotten how to use superlatives. You hear yeah. more happy. I actually heard. On the TV, uh, an FDA official say that something needed to happen more soon. Oh, oh boy. No. Oh, no. Oh. I was like, are you kidding me? Soon, sooner, sooner. Did you forget all of fifth grade? I mean, this is not hard stuff, this language. You want to get into syntaxes in French? Fine, that's hard. But this is not hard stuff. Soon, sooner, sooner. Happy, happier, happiest, proud, prouder, proudest. Mitch, I love your passion. Thank you so much for the call. Have a great day. You too. All right. He's right. He's exactly He's right. He's very right. And that guy needs a show. He's funny. He's passionate. <laughs> Proud, prouder, proudest. He actually educated me a little he's, bit. He's exactly right. He's exactly right. Um, let's go to Pam. Hi, Pam. You're on WGN. Hi. What word or phrase has got to go? The word incredible. Oh, yeah. And, and may, maybe I'm just um, pointing at one person. Kelly Rippa. I counted on one day last week. She said it 37 <gasps> times. <gasps> Kelly. Every. 
everything is incredible. It's incredible. You're incredible. Incredible dress. <laughs> incredible shoes. It's an incredible day. And I'm like, I just wanted to. Ugh. I know. Incredible. We got to We got to get her a, a thesaurus, maybe well, something. Some new words. Just get. She, even, I'd be happy if she threw an awesome in there. You know what I mean? There Every, you go. There you go. <laughs> Thanks so much for the call, great Pam. topic, ladies. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Have a great Bye-bye. day. Yeah, incredible is a good one. And it's. I think it's like about the overuse. Like if you're just, um, I, I don't usually get a chance to watch that show, but but it's like if you say that, if you say a word over and over and over again. It's not, it becomes not true almost. Yeah. It, it becomes it, just it like become, a, a, be, a crutch. You can't really believe someone that says everything is incredible. Right. What's not incredible then? Yeah, I have a friend that says to, about everybody if, if she's describing someone and I give her a lot of grief for this but I'm but she'll she'll say oh you should meet so-and-so she's an amazing woman I was like oh tell me about her she's like I don't know I just met her yesterday and the, but right. and the first time I was like well this person must have really made an impression on her she's known her a day and she wants me to meet her but then I realized she says that about everybody well she it sounds a very nice very very and, positive but I give her a lot of grief for like she's, I was like not everyone is amazing some not people everyone. are just plain not amazing <laughs> amazing some things are some people are not yeah some people are just mediocre that's right (laughs) and that's fine it's fine it's fine a friend of mine says i have the right to be just as boring and average as i want to be and that is totally true well this is a good topic i'm sorry we could not get to all of the calls there are so many that i would love to get to but we are unfortunately out of time but yeah let's let's use the thesaurus friends let's do that for sure all right amy guth and jen bosworth in for bill and wendy back in just a bit on 720 wgn Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. <laughs> 720 WGN. It's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth. Haven't heard this song in a Amy hot Guth. minute. Let's kick it. Well, for a second, I was like, like anytime you Under hear pressure. the, you're like, oh, it's the David Bowie. No, as I Vanilla actually, Ice so famously defended. Be and say I'm glad it's the Vanilla Ice one. I don't know why. Ice Ice Baby is your Rock Me Amadeus by Falco. Oh, my gosh. A song that I will defend. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> will and will not let it go. So, um, Gen B. Yes. Amy Guth. Okay. We were talking a little bit earlier about longevity. Yes. And I mentioned how my grandfather, he's up there, and he's completely with it mentally. Like, he, you would not know he's the age he is. Sure. Um, but here's the thing. My grandparents... They are about to celebrate their wedding anniversary this weekend. Oh, how they, nice. They have been married over 75 years. What? Which is so exciting and sweet. And Same gentleman that we were just talking about? Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. That. No, my other grandparents are no longer on okay. this earth. Um, I can't They're only in our hearts. But yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And he and my grandmother both left. Now, unfortunately, my grandmother, um, she has Alzheimer's and dementia, so she's not totally sure moment to moment about everything going on okay um but you know she's got her moments she knows him she knows what's up so um that's so sweet and i I've asked them 75 i've asked them like what is the secret because you know what they're they're at no point have i thought like it's over no i've never i've never even saw them i've never even seen them argue I've seen them disagree, but not argue. They're like very loving to each other. Not yeah. My whole life, they've been a, like a lovely example. And I was thinking about that. I was like, well, I mean, first of all, so many people get married so much later now. So True. I think, I mean, if I got married today, <laughs> I would be quite in advanced years. I I would not make it to look. We'll just say we're going to be beyond. dead if we are married. We'll be married, but we'll. Probably... How long have you been married? Um. Uh, seven years. Seven years. Yeah. Okay. I've been married seven years. I got married at 35. Not All right. Just, you know? 
Not ashamed to say it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 35. Um, uh, my husband was 30. 42. I was like, wait a minute. You don't know how old your husband no, is. No, no. 40. He was 42. He's you were 35. He was 42. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad I waited. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If I had gotten married at 24. Oh, no. No, no. I didn't know what was. I was still dating people in Range Rovers that lived in unfinished basements. <laughs> right. At 24. Right. So, but the, I can't believe they've been. But I think that's very, like a very charming love story is like the longevity of their marriage and that they've had. So I've asked them about this, like over the years, like what is the secret that your marriage seems so solid and so good? And the first one is really interesting. And that was, um, don't underestimate physical attraction. They straight up were like, he's a good looking man. She's a good looking lady. They were straight up about that. So that is interesting. And they admit they like saw each other and were like, whoa. I, 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 there is something about that. Yeah. And now it can't be the only thing. No. But I definitely think that's a part of it. Yeah. And for people to say, oh, it doesn't matter about the attraction. I don't think, then that's a friend. You know what I'm saying? That's a buddy. Yeah. That's a buddy. The other thing they said was, um, you, the person that you pick to be your life partner does not have to be everything in the world to you. Interesting. Which at first I didn't. I, I, to me, that kind of threatened the romantic ideal a little bit. Right. When I was, especially when I was like a teenager, asking them about that, I was like, "No, this person needs to be everything," you know. And they're like, "No, like yeah. you want to be friends with them. Also, you want to be attracted to them. You want to make big life decisions together, but you also need other things." Oh, I think a well-rounded life is, yeah. is essential you need for interest. the marriage to work. Right. Actually. You need your. You both need your own interests. That you don't have to do absolutely everything together. Now I say this for people. Okay, for them to say that they. <laughs> They're like, you know, they're like simple folk and they like came from a different era. Yes. Right. And they like lived through the depression and they've seen lots of things. So they are are really um, careful. They don't like waste in any way. Simple. Yeah. Very simple. But but one thing they do that we used to give them a lot of grief about this, but I think it's kind of sweet at lunchtime, which is their big meal of the day. They share a, a, a water glass. Because they don't want to like waste water and wash too. Okay, <laughs> That's funny, but it's cute. And so, like, we have pictures of them both reaching for the water glass. Like that is cute. And, and also, though, they're going to get a cold. But they, they, like, they're so their lives are so. That is really cute. I think it's really cute. That but is really cute. If you have a like a beautiful love story like that, if you yourself are part of a couple like that, or if your parents were something like that, give us a call. Tell us about it. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Or if you got some tips. Yes. I'm not married. You are. I would take the You're tips. seven years in. You need them. The thing is, yeah, uh, we need them. But uh, my husband has very different interests than I do. So okay. he's, um, and he loves to talk about this. He's a West Coast swing dancer. Oh, that's fun. So, yeah, it's the opposite of East Coast swing. There's no throwing anyone around, jumping uh-huh. around. It's a slow and rather yeah. uh, sensual dance. Yeah. I, I can't stand it. I do not do it. I do not dance. Any of the swing dancing or that one in particular? Uh, any dancing. None of it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just, he loves it and that's his thing. So he will go to the suburbs. He will go to um, you know, Downers Grove and other places and I will stay home and do some, watch true crime usually. But yeah. And you're fine with that. Like you don't feel he, like threatened yes, by that or anything. No, he, no, I love it. Yeah. I am like, go, go have do a it. good time. Yeah. I think if I was younger, I might be like, oh my gosh, my husband is going to meet some. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? I have to just trust if you yeah. don't have trust in a relationship, in a partnership, a marriage, it's it's over. And the other thing they say is contempt. If you have contempt, it's um, the number one sort of sign that you need to work on some stuff. Contempt for your partner. Well, yeah. Like like over what? Uh, like anything. I hate it that becomes, guy for not – his socks are everywhere becomes, or whatever. Yeah. 
it becomes sort of insidious oh. and then well, you're in real trouble because then like the energy that you're you know putting out is, is terrible is not good <laughs> that's fair that's fair enough that's fair yeah well um other things that my um my grandparents have told me about and my parents too my parents met my parents met in high school they broke up for a little while in college like both sowed their oats did some stuff and then came back together and admitted, like, oh, I compare all men to you. I compare all women to you. That's like one of those stories you see on, on I know. a big screen. And they got married, like, months later. I didn't come along for a few more years, so it wasn't like that. <laughs> but, right. they, but they, yeah, they got married just months later, and they're still together. They're fine. How So, like, four years they were apart? College years? Uh, I think a little longer than that, because they were they in their, like, mid-20s when they got back they together. They came back. They both ended up back in the same town, or they stayed in the same town? I forget. You know? I want to okay. say they were actually traveling and was, ran into each other somewhere. Wasn't there a band involved? Yeah, well, they met in a band. Yeah, they okay. met in a jazz band oh in God. high school. That In high school jazz mm-hmm. band? My dad played the guitar and sang. My mom played the tenor sax. I played the sax. Did you? I and my mom are going to jam. <laughs> <laughs> I threw it at my sister once. Oh, that's not how to do that. No, it was a bad choice. In my head, you just became Lisa Simpson with her little saxophone. Yes, yes cute yes. all right well we're talking about epic love stories and the secret to a long lasting relationship as my grandparents uh run up past 75 years of being together so we're talking all about that give us a call if you would like 312-981-7200 amy guth and jen bosworth in for bill and wendy back in just a bit on 720 wgn all your perfect imperfections give your Aww. To me. 720 WGN. It's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth. We're in for Bill and Wendy today. This is a, a pretty song. I know it's a beautiful John song. Legend. That's a beautiful song. He'll sing and I'll cry. That's basically great. how that goes. That's going to make for some great radio. Let's do that. <laughs> Yeah. We'll just be here sniffling. Well, we've been talking about uh, longevity of love, long-lasting relationships. Um, the reason we're talking about that is because my grandparents have been married over 75 years, and they're about to have their a little anniversary celebration this weekend. Nothing too big there in the old folks' home. Oh, they are? Well, she's in a memory care unit, and he lives at the like assisted living oh, thing connected to I'm it. I'm glad they're together Yeah, in so that, way. that was a big deal when he, because he was like, we, we've never lived apart. Like that was a big deal, but he sits with her all day long, every day. So, um, but I've asked them many times, like, yeah. you know, what the secret is. So we've been kind of talking about that a little bit. And, uh, and I think it's a really interesting topic. I mean, it's, you know, so many people are marrying later in life. Or if not at, all, marrying at all, right. or just have partnerships right, or, right. you know, there's unconventional relationships now. That's a whole nother show about Poly- like polyamory yeah that's yeah, a whole other that. situation right. that's a whole other show but yeah that's right. a whole but indeed show. yeah yeah um, but there's this th- this thing about what your friends and family think about your partner like taking that so if your friends hate your mate mm-hmm. um oh to listen to that do you listen do you say no do you say I'm going to take what I like and leave the right. rest. Well, I, don't I think know. that's, you got to just trust yourself on that one, I think, because it's like, on one hand, it could be like, like if I put my parents in charge of finding a spouse for me, I'd be like, are you joking? I can just imagine like yeah. what dude they would find for me. <laughs> and I'd be like, no. 
you know, yeah. but, you know, sometimes there's like a cultural expectation. Sure. That a certain, you know, like, well, you can't marry him because he's, he's not or is right. Blank. He's he's not the same religion or race or what, you know, I think there's that kind of stuff your family could put on you. But if it's like if that person is the person in your heart, whatever. Yeah, I had to deal a little bit. My um, my mom loved and she passed away, but she loved my husband before he was, you know, when we were dating and, but she did have certain things. She'd be like, I love everything about him except, except. X, Y, and Z. Oh, so. And you had to be like, that's not, I had, it hurt to... my feelings. Yeah, sure. But I had to be like, you know what? Who, who's it's actually my getting life married here? here? Right. <laughs> who's going to live with the man? Me. Yeah. And I like those things that you don't like. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think to that's kind of totally stand your ground on something. But on the flip side of that, I think if like your parents are like, this guy is a creep or, or this woman is a creep or right. whatever, like this is a bad person. I don't think this is a person you should trust. You have to listen to, I would listen to that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause these people know you and care, care about you and love you and they're being honest with you. It's important. And if it's more than one. Like if it's just your one weird friend, you're like, yeah, right. But if a lot of people like, like all the friends are like, Hey, we have to have an intervention here because we think so-and-so is, I made a deal with a friend because like she was dating someone and I immediately was like, no way. I don't like him. I don't like, you know, you, you can tell like when, when your friend brings a new partner around, it's lovely when you're like, I love the way this person looks at you. Mm. I can tell they care deeply for you. And that's a lovely feeling. Even then, I've been like, you know, even sometimes we're like, I don't know if, if that's the person I would have picked for my friend, but but you can tell he just cherishes her so deeply. Yes. And that's okay. But like, there was one in particular where I was like, I don't like him. And it turned out to be a disaster of a relationship. And later she said, did you have any idea? And I said, I did. Didn't I didn't like him. And I didn't want to meddle. Of course. So we made a deal. Oh. She was like, promise me you will always tell me. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but you got to listen. If I tell well, that's the thing. <laughs> Feedback. You got to take it. You got to take if it. You, you ask for you it. You can't be like, shut up. You're just jealous right. or whatever. You know, so there's that. So there's that. Um, let's go to some phones. Let's take some callers. Hi there, Menda. You're on WGN. You have a beautiful love story to share. Hello. Hello. Hi, you're on WGN. Do you have a pretty love story for us? Oh, um, I was telling your gal that answered the phone. My husband and I have been married 56 years. Um, and an acquaintance of ours, we were standing in a hallway at the Y one day, and he said, how do you stay married that long? And I said, well, you have to have a sense of humor, and you have to be able to laugh at yourself. Mm. And a couple of minutes later, my husband came walking up. He asked him the same question. And he gave exactly the same answer, much to my amazement. (laughs) That's lovely. No wonder it works. That's so sweet. (laughs) You guys are definitely in sync. How lovely. Well, congratulations on that. 56 years? Thank you. That's lovely. Yes. Yes. Wonderful. Congratulations. Thanks so much for the call, Minda. Have a great day. Uh Bye-bye. All right. And let's talk to Jane. Hi, Jane. You're on WGN. Do you have a love story for us? I do. I do. Uh, My parents were celebrating their 60th anniversary, and both of them were in their mid-80s. My father had been suffering for some time with Alzheimer's. But we started out the celebration. They wanted to go to Mass, so the whole family was there. And uh, toward the end of the Mass, the priest announced that we were celebrating this special occasion, the 60th anniversary. So he walked down the aisle with the microphone. My parents stood up. They were both very embarrassed. And the priest asked my father how old he was. And my father said, I'm 60 years old. And my mother said, no, 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 you're not. You're not 60. <laughs> <clears throat> and so the priest asked again. He saw that there were, you know, 
some problem there. They were celebrating their 60th anniversary. So he asked again. He said, how old are you? And my father said, I'm 60. And again, my mother was kind of embarrassed. You know, she's in the church. And so at that point, my father reached over. He took the microphone. He said, I'm 60 years old because my life began the day I married you. Oh, you're going to make us cry. I'm crying. That's so beautiful. We, we we did all cry. And my husband said, I have to remember that to say that to you. Right. <laughs> right. Your dad just kind of upped, your, upped the yeah. game for your husband there, up the bar. That's and he all. did. He upped the game for all of us. So oh, very, very Jane, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that story with us. You're welcome. Oh, You're welcome. Have a nice day. Thanks, you too. Thanks so much for the call. Oh, that's so sweet. There's always callers. Our callers make us cry. And then, then we're crying. <laughs> I know. And then we're crying. We've like, got to go to break because we're so sniffly. Beautiful. I know. Well, good. That's There's lovely. hope. I love. I loved that that the first caller. How she and her husband gave the same answer. I mean, talk about in sync. Talk about Those on the two. same page, or as you would say, on the level. On the level. That's right. I think that's great. That's really lovely. Well, who knows what the secret is, indeed? But there was a really interesting study that I was just reading about um, at Cornell University. They interviewed over 700 couples about this stuff, about these secrets uh, to these long, long, long marriages and relationships. And they had some really good points. One of them was opposites may attract in movies, but not so much in real life. Yes. You want balance. You, need you want something. someone who will like, ground you or yes. bring you up, but you don't want straight up opposites. That's not going to work so much. No. Indeed, they also say pay attention to what friends and family say, like we were talking about. Yep. Physical attraction is important, which was the first thing my grandparents <laughs> said. They're like, make sure, don't Be- compromise that because you're going to look at this person right. for a long time. And don't, um, for me, it's like not second guessing that. People are like, oh, look, looks don't matter in terms of what I like. Yes, it does. It, it matters how you are attracted to them. It, that matters. Sure, that matters. Yeah. That totally matters. Or, or I think a, a thing that, that uh, sometimes we hear people say, at least I hear like some people say this, like, oh, that person is good looking. I bet they're a jerk. Oh, or I bet they're shallow. Know. I'm like, no. And, and also that's in the, the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Right. It's very personal. You know, we all have a type. Sure. We've all got a type. The other thing, step outside of your, your comfort zone. That's like what and, you were just saying about perhaps what? there's someone attractive and you, you assume they're a jerk, but get yeah. out of your comfort zone just and wait talk and to see. that person. Why not? Like, just say hello and talk to them. Doesn't mean you're married. You can just, like, say hello and see what happens. If they're a jerk, be like, okay, that person's a jerk. Right. Bye. But if not, there you go. Um, also, uh, do the sense of humor check. That's what this study says. That, like, that is I, – I agree with that one. I'm a humor right. nut. So if, if, if someone has no sense of humor, I can't. I can't. It's just not my thing. Right. And then the last two on this list from this Cornell study that are, you know, I think we want to say, duh, but worth mentioning, don't talk yourself out of big warning signs. Yes. You know, it's not a, uh, he lost his temper. Oh, she, she made a mistake. Like, I, I believe in forgiveness. I believe you can repair, you know, people are allowed to make mistakes. What we decide is a deal breaker is up to each. Right. Our bottom line is our bottom line for each person. For each person. We all have different boundaries. But if it's like something dangerous, if it's a, an ex, you know, if it's a like violence or abusive temper or abusive, any way. verbally abusive, those putting you signs. down, it's, it's like, oh, no, I was joking. Mm, those no. are signs. Don't, don't, don't do that. We all deserve to be treated well. And then the last one um, from this Cornell study is that the in love feeling is important. That, I mean, we think that's a duh, of course right. it is. But but I think, in fact, that's important to really say, like, we, we do feel good. The air feels good around us. And, yeah. like, it's fun to be together and all that Positivity. Yeah.
Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, we are going to move things over to the stream at WGNRadio.com in for Bill and Wendy and then turn things over to Steve Bertrand here in just a bit. So we're going to take a break, get your news, all that good stuff. Back in just a bit, Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy on 720 WGN.